Hello, welcome to the China Gaming Federation podcast. My name is Austin, and today I am joined with Joe. Howdy, gamers. Today we're going to be talking about a recent obsession of mine called Hunt Showdown, which was officially released on August twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen, but saw early access release the、uh, the year previous in two thousand eighteen. It's been continually updated since then through numerous events, of which there is a current ongoing event called the Serpent Moon, which will we will discuss in detail later. It was developed and published in house by Crytek, which is a German developer most famous probably for Crisis. Which have Crisis. you played Crisis before? Yeah, I played Crisis、uh, ages ago, but. Honestly, the hype for me was just the graphics. The game itself was, you know, is is cool, but it was it was melting graphics cards. Yeah, and yeah. CPUs. It was a CPU it,、really. intensive game. Actually, at that point in time, a lot of developers thought that in the future, I believe they thought that a lot of things would be more CPU intensive. So it still can kind of, you know. Melt computers now. The original, not the remaster. Which really? Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because CPUs haven't gone in the direction that people thought they would. In what direction was that?、Uh, I think it was just like more and more and more cores, not like smaller and fast, just、mm. smaller and faster. But like, I'm not entirely sure. But I just the way I understood it was that the infrastructure for the design. Was expected to go like in a different direction, allowing a larger pipeline in a certain area that just hasn't seen as much development. I guess. Really? Yeah. Really? I'm definitely、uh, not familiar with any of that backend stuff, so it's interesting to hear about that. Yeah.、Hmm. But um, originally, I don't know if you know this, but originally Hunt Showdown. Well, before we get into talking more about the history of Hunt Showdown. And you know the gameplay and the strategy.、Um, why don't we talk a little bit about just what Hunt Showdown is? Which,、um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of, it kind of falls into, I guess, a little bit into a few different categories. I think that the it's being billed as what's called an extraction shooter. Which oh, is, is that what all these ones like Marauders? Yeah, Marauders and, and、uh, like the closest comparison those,、yeah. would be Tarkov, Escape Tarkov. from Tarkov. Oh yeah. yeah, I played Tarkov a bit. I've never played it, but it sounds very punishing. Very, very, very punishing. I,、yeah. I played with my brother for a bit, and it was, it was grueling. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely. I think that Hunt Showdown is a little bit. More casually acceptable or accessible. It's, it's definitely accessible、yeah. to like most people. I mean,、sure. it's still incredibly punishing, you know, and it takes time to build loadouts and this and that.、Mm. But、uh, I mean, Tarkov has you going in. Well, to describe what a, a extraction shooter is, you are getting this character right,、mm. and it's permadeath. You send a character in, and you can get gear in the world. And then you need to extract, right?、Yeah. And you will have things to、get、do to the in、points. the world, get、mm. points, you know,、yeah. build up a stronger character, 
and then you need to safely get them out. If you don't safely get them out, hmm. you lose everything, which is where, you know, it's high risk, high reward. Which least, is two thirds of my matches, our matches that we play. What, getting out safely or? <laughs> Not getting out safely. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. It's, uh, it's very interesting. And I was speaking to Charlie about it. Even though, you know, we lose a good amount of matches, I mm. think that there, there's very few games. I mean, I'm hard-pressed to think of any that I still feel good when I lose. Yeah, when you lose in that game, it's still like you, you did so much. Well, hopefully. We've had a few matches, I think, where it's like two minutes. You know, we're two minutes in and we spawn right next to a team. Yeah. And they take us out. And it's like, okay, that was maybe a little bit sad. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it, but, I mean, generally speaking, I think that you can pinpoint exactly where you went wrong. You know. Totally. Like, it's nobody's fault but your own. There's you so know? much heft to it. You yeah, know? for yeah. sure. It's got a lot of weight to it. You really feel the impact of everything, the sound, the guns, mm. the decisions that you make. You yeah. know, I mean, like every little detail mm. matters. And um, it's really interesting. So on that note, you know, there are several games that are starting to come out. This genre is getting a little bit more popular. Definitely. Right. I think that it shares some similarities maybe with something like, the battle royale genre, PUBG or something like that, where you mm -hmm. are going in to this area that is kind of forcing all, not literally forcing the players with that closing zone that you have in, right. in battle royales. But I mean, you are in hunt getting these clues and being forced, like pushing the players into a singular goal or sometimes two goals. Two, two goals, two yeah, bosses, one to two, right? One to two bosses, right? Yeah. But, um, generally pushing all the players together, right? Mm -hmm. So um, and that note, though, it is a little different because you are bringing in these hunters that you maybe have spent hours developing. So it's not always an evil, pl even playing field, you know? Yeah. Um, and so there's a certain element of strategy to it, to using what you've got, yeah. making the most of a situation, whether it's the cover you've got, this you That's know, true. playing it stealthy or whatever, and there's a lot of strategy. And it is, there. I think it is really hard, like, to choose those guns, like, to dictate the situation. Sure. You know, like, you can go in with, like, uh, my favorite loadout right now is, like, a Nagant Deadeye, a pistol with a scope, basically, right. and then maybe, like, a hand bow. I'm like, yeah, that could be good in most situations, but you can't really ever dictate it. You, you know, you're getting pushed around by other players and the boss and... Right, grunts. So there's always like a new element, a refreshing element to it. Sure. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit before we get into the nitty gritty details and everything. Let's just talk a little bit about the history and some other games in the genre. So we mentioned Tarkov. Mm. Recently, you told me you wanted to play Cycle Frontier, which mm. I think is developed by Jaeger. Which the only other game I know developed by them, I think they developed Spec Ops: The Line, which is a phenomenal game. If you've mm. never played it, you never should, played that. Should check it out. It's oh, a really okay. cool take on war, oh, and okay. it and it's a cool setting. I mean, it's like um, I think it's in Dubai, mm. you know. So it's like uh, like sandstorms and stuff, and like shooting out, oh, like wow. killing a bunch of enemies by shooting out a window. 
with sand on the other side. So all, like they just get buried in sand, shit wow. like that. Yeah, that's really rad. Pretty cool. Um, so they we've got Scum, which I've never played. More. Mm. Um, there's a lot more details to worry about in that though, like whether or not your clothes get wet or things like that. And there's like uh, sharks and more robots. Daisy and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. More daisy survival, survival stuff. Mm. But we do have Marauders coming out soon, I think, which looks like Targov in space. Is that already in beta or I think it's in beta, it's in beta. but it's like a limited beta, you know, mm. they've got like just a few like people in the industry, journalists and stuff playing it, uh, content oh, creators. Yeah, okay. it's not like yeah, I saw like Jack Franks playing yeah. it and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay. I didn't but know it looks cool, you know. You've got your spaceship, which you can lose, you yeah. know, and you and do, fly around. Yeah, and you fly around <laughs> and dock with other ships yeah. or like stations and loot stuff up and get out. So. That looks interesting, but oh, um, you you come dock my ship anytime. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the interesting thing I think about um the history mm. of Hunt specifically. So Crytek acquired Visual Games, which became Crytek USA. Visual is known for the Darksiders series. Oh, yeah, cool. And I remember those. Hunt was originally being developed as a game titled, um, I think, Hunt Horrors of the Gilded Age as a <laughs> spiritual successor to the Darksiders games. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. the, the Dark Moon event right now. What is it? Serpent like the, Moon. Serpent Moon, yeah. Like the premium... Pass, I guess the it's gilded, called the Gilded Path. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, shout. Yeah. So um, it was originally, I think, being developed as more of a PVE oh. thing, you know, and it kind of like. Which it uh, definitely has those elements. It was going to be, well, it was going to be a third person PVE game oh. a la Left for Dead, you know? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So go through like kind of a campaign or something get better gear do fight bosses that kind of stuff hmm. and then um crytek usa i think was dissolved development shifted to the german offices uh what con- they took those changed. assets and just turned they, it into they, something i mean else? concepts changed hmm. they worked yeah. on things and it turned into what we have now which is hunt showdown which i'm honestly kind of glad that it's like a oh, standalone ip it's a very unique oh. unique thing which I mean, it's uh, like, I mean, on paper, it, it almost sounds like a shitty B movie that would be straight to cable, like streaming on like sci fi or mm. the sci fi channel. Back or pages of the Netflix. Yeah. I mean, it's like, so it's like cowboys versus zombies, yeah, you know, yeah. which is yeah. like, that sounds, you know, yeah. but they take it so seriously, you know, and it's mm. like when you're in the game, kind of hard not to get invested in the universe it's very awesome the louisiana bayou yeah like i went i went and googled some names you know how when you get the random like players from like free reshuffles or whatever you can choose those characters to start with yeah i was like putting those names in google and i was like are these real guys (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah so you get some really interesting stuff so um yeah it's really cool great setting um and you know the the sound design i think is of the most important note and speaking of being developed in-house at crytek Mm. all of the music which is there's not a ton a ton of music but you can interact with some objects in the world 
to listen to your jams. Oh, the, yeah. the piano? The piano. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. And the vinyl, like the record players. Yes. Yeah, so. Scares me every time, even if you put it on. <laughs> Which I do all the time. All the I'm time. just like, <laughs> I'm like, we're here, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Playing the piano. <laughs> this is but, a stealth game. But not just that, like the, the title music, you know, that that chanting and the heavy, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like all that stuff's really cool. And it's all developed by actually... In game, there is a fic- like a fictional band mentioned, you know, that you can oh. see posters for around. It's actually oh. a band of members of the development team that that's that badass. made all of that music. That's badass. All of the music. Wow, yeah. cool, right? That's super cool. I didn't know yeah. that. That's really cool. Yeah, there's a lot of uh. little hidden Easter eggs. Like uh, you can find um, some photos in the game. Mm. You know, there's pictures all over. And you can use Dark Sight, which Dark Sight, for anyone who hasn't played the game, um, you use Dark Sight to find clues and other things around the world. And if you use Dark Sight, you can see photos of the developers hidden in like like ghost images of other photos. How come we haven't found those yet? I don't know. Not very observant. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, we're generally you really have to be attentive in the game to. A lot of stuff so it's like you know we're not looking for you know that kind of stuff but i think on that note we should just talk a little bit about the the game itself and then get real into the nitty-gritty of the sound design and everything so to describe what the game itself is as we said you send a hunter in you have to recruit hunters so you spend money on hunters that you mm-hmm. earn in game. You can get free hunters, but they're generally of lower caliber. You What's know? the money called again? Is it hunt dollars hunt and dollars. blood bonds? So blood bonds are the mm-hmm. premium currency, which I mean you can avoid spending any money other than the base cost you of really the game. You really don't have to. You don't have to. I mean, it, and all of the stuff that you spend money on, it's cosmetic, mm. pretty much. I mean, to be fair, there are definitely some hunters that. Maybe a little bit more camouflage than others. Definitely, yeah. But, I mean, you can also unlock a lot of them just from playing the game. So you can earn blood bonds for doing things, right? Killing other hunters, you know, extracting with bounties, all these things. Doing your summons or Right, doing your summons, summons. which we'll get into later. But you send in, you recruit a hunter, and then you have to spend money Mm. on the loadout, right? So you... Equip them with gear, various... You can uh, equip two weapons. Oh, man, and those weapons, I got to say... It's big choices. They're, But they're great. They're Every cool. single one of them are just so, so good. Yeah, they're... Uh, I mean, they're... I think there's a certain level of historical accuracy to them, you know, that, that is, is really good there. I mean, they're not in 100%, you know... On point, but I think the whole game, as I said, has a certain ambience, vibe, everything, and they really nail that like old west feel and take yeah. enough realism with it. Totally, these guys feel like they kind of just stepped off of the battlefield from like Bighorn or something, you know? Like these guys are pretty rough and tumble, 
some of them. You know, sometimes you get those guys that look like they just walked out of the city too, though. You get like these different characters. Yeah, yeah. There's well, there's definitely backstories you can kind of feel out from each of those characters. You don't even need to feel out. I mean, the there there's legendary hunters that legitimately have these have. crazy backstories that are mm-hmm. really interesting. There's a lot of lore in the game if you mm-hmm. look for it. There's the compendium, the library or whatever, which you can unlock lore as you play for just playing the game. Yeah. And it rewards you for doing so. It incentivizes looking at the lore by granting you the premium currency for continuing to just play the game and open more of the the books and everything. So you get this hunter, get the loadout, get the guns, and you can have tools and consumables, which can range from, like, health kits to throwing knives to, like, a hive bomb or a chaos bomb. Barbed wire traps. Barbed wire (laughs) traps. Yeah, chaos bomb is, like, a noise bomb, you know, that sends off shots. So, And that goes into, you know, strategy and things, right? So you develop this hunter. And he's a level one hunter. They can go up to level 50. And you don't get levels until you've successfully extract them from a mission. So you send them into the bayou, and up to 12 other players will be in a match. In the bayou. In the bayou. (laughs) Yeah, so you go in there, and then you use what I described earlier, which is dark sight, right? So you have clues spread throughout the map. And you can go get these clues to hunt a bounty. You're sent into the bayou by Mr. Sherry to get these. Who is Mr. Sherry? He's the head of the AHA, the American Hunters Association. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I missed that. I missed that part. Oh. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of lore. So, Mm. but like the lore is there if you want it, you know, Mm. if you dig the story and everything, like the event we're playing right now, right? There's, like you noticed yesterday, there's like a story to the event, which is cool. Fully voice acted and everything. It's like a mini novella, you know. But uh, anyway, so you send him oh, yeah, in. It's got get a the great um, the guy who reads it, reads each part of the story. Amazing as well. Yeah, very good voice acting. Yeah, very good voice good, acting. Good, good narrative. Yeah. So, but um, you send him in, go after these clues, and get a bounty, which is a boss enemy. Of which there are four different boss types that you can fight at the at the moment they're discussing potentially in the near future adding another boss which would be cool oh yeah um and the scrap beak was the most recently added one he was actually added through an event and the community unlocked things together in the game through playing the event really we can talk more about events in a bit though but let's just talk about the you know the flow of the game you get the bounty you kill the boss Banish him, which takes what you know, like uh, three to five minutes. Or yeah, something. that sounds right. And at that point, everybody knows where you are. They'll be coming for the bounty. Right. They use their dark sight. They can see the lightning yeah. on the map as well, which we didn't figure out maybe until twenty or thirty hours into yeah. the game that you could look at the map and see like those bounty tokens moving around. Those yeah. players that have them, which is you know? useful. Yeah, you can see. Oh, they're heading for an extraction. We won't. Catch him. But yeah. let's say, forget other players, you successfully kill, and then you get the bounty token, and you go to an extraction point, 
and get out. Now, the interesting thing is it's not just other players, right? There's like a bunch of... A lot. Know, a lot of, of, of computer-controlled characters all over the map. And that's what makes it really dangerous. I mean, in a game like CS or really just any other competitive shooter, right? You are just worrying about the other players, right? And if you need to take cover, you just take cover. Here, maybe you jump over a fence and are running to that building in front of you and a hive sends her those bugs after you. So yeah. you're taking poison damage while you're trying to run from an enemy. enemy and then you close yeah. the door and there's a bunch of grunts, which are the base zombie units inside that cause bleeding damage on you because they're swinging cleavers at you. <laughs> and so you're trying to bandage up while those people are rushing you. It can go from zero to 100 in like a second. It can get really chaotic. Yeah, so the important thing is to take the whole situation, you really have to be situationally aware, mm. you know? And sometimes I think more than any other shooter, taking it slow is oftentimes your best approach just because you, if you're, you can't just run and gun, dude, because you put yourself into these situations that you probably can't get out of. Yeah. Of. So with that in mind, you know, you have to pay attention to every little detail including the sound. And the sound is a really, really key critical thing in this game, which they created a whole engine in-game, right, that is essentially simulated surround sound. So you're playing with stereo speakers, but the in-game engine will change things so that, like, the, the sound of like distance or objects in between you will affect the sound. You actually have a, a sphere around you, right? They're using binaural audio and they use something called HRTF, which is head related transfer function. Hmm. And they have a sphere around your character and it allows for directional hearing on regular stereo headphones. It's like 3d spatial audio, wow. right? Wow. And wow. HRTF plugins utilize positional data. So imagine this sphere around you with just dots all around the sphere. Right. And every single dot owns a unique blend of sound filters plus left and right time dilation, right? So it's like imitating the way you would hear in the real world, which we don't hear in... 3D we hear with right. left and right That's ear. like an owl. Yeah. <laughs> They've yeah. made you into an owl. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it kind of tricks you into thinking, you know, you're literally in like a real world three-dimensional space. That must and, be why I lag so much. Huh? That must be why I lag yeah, all the time. Maybe, maybe yeah. <laughs> so, a lot going on. And Crytek developed this plug-in, right, which they call Cry Spatial, which they're continually optimizing. And I think it does a really good job. I mean, you can, you know, you have a okay pair of headphones and you just kind of get into the world and you can hear which direction gunshots are coming from. And potentially you, you have a rough idea. I mean, depending on how much time you spend with it, really getting familiar with it, you mm -hmm. have a rough idea of how far away something is. 
And an interesting thing that I found in the game is if you go to the arsenal to check out guns, you can do oh, the 3D model. So cool. You can zoom out and you can fire the gun and see, train your ear like, oh yeah, that's like 500 meters away. That's you can do that with like every gun, every right? Every gun, yeah. Yeah, that's really yeah, rad. Yeah, really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, so that's that's really awesome. And I think that is, I mean... Kind of going in without headphones is sort of like going in blind. I remember you were playing when we first right. started playing. You were playing. It was you, me, and Charlie. You were playing with your laptop speakers. Right. And you are getting the feedback and right, stuff, too. And, and me and Charlie had managed to, to die because we're just not on top of our game. We were new to the game and hadn't really been playing FPS games much at that time. And right. You know, you're always playing a lot of Rust and stuff, so you're in that kind of competitive. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's my that's my zone. Yeah. yeah. So you stayed alive and were going head to head with this guy, and then you heard him in the water, and then you were just focused on the water, and then me and Charlie could hear clearly like he had gone out of the water, right. and was walking to the right of you, and you just kept looking at them. We're like, yeah, yeah. We're like, what are you doing, dude? And you're like. He's over there. It's like, no, dude, he's walking in the woods right next to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then you like and then you looked over and he was right there and shot you in the face. You know, it's like, what were you fucking doing, dude? Yeah. It's like I can't hear. I can't yeah. hear anything. I but I've upgraded since then. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is like really critical, you know, having that that, you know, left, right, and that really does trick your brain into like being in the space. Right? So and the cool thing about the game is all of the stuff that you hear in the game is real world sounds. Mm. Like it's all, it, there's no soundtrack. Like it's just right. What this, your environment what, is. What your environment is. Yeah. And sometimes the sounds can kind of bleed together mm. a little bit, you know? So it's like, you're like, did I hear? Yeah. You know, and also the whole thing with with guns. If you fire too many shots, actually deafens you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you hear a bunch of shots going off, you're like, maybe I'll take this chance to run up real quick because your footsteps can be a little bit loud in the game when yeah. you're sprinting. So you run up while you hear gunshots, so that maybe they don't hear your footsteps clearly, and mm. then crouch down to be quiet, sneak up. So yeah, really, and like we, we've been saying, there's a lot of strategy, right? So utilizing sounds to your advantage, you have like decoys you can throw, the chaos bomb I mentioned. You know, if you're in a gunfight and maybe you don't think you can win it, you know, and you've got a bounty with a team of three coming up on you and it's just two of you, you could throw a chaos bomb right next to the window you're at, so they think that you're popping shots off at them while you dip out the back door and run away. Yeah. <laughs> buy you just enough time because they're, like, trying to get an eye on you, you know? Right, everybody's very cautious. Yeah. Yeah. Because it could be one headshot and you're down, yeah. you know? Often is. Yeah, usually yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you could have, uh, I mean, I think a lot of people panic you know, it gets real anxiety inducing. I remember we did some breathing exercises before that game yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's 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 cool it down. <laughs> yeah. And then, you yeah. know, you're like kinda making poor decisions or your aim is off because you're like, you don't know what mm. to do. So you take advantage of that that heightened tension 
if you can play it cool and make a good decision, just a few seconds can make the difference between you getting away from a team and getting to the extraction, getting out safely. Right. Which sometimes that's what you want to do. Just run, save yourself, and get out. Yeah, I mean... It can be fun to fight other players, but, like, it can also be rewarding to just, like, yeah, we fucking duped them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've been playing a lot, and we're... Re- I mean, I know you got the game a while ago. Yeah, I got it in beta, actually. Right, yeah. but you didn't play it. You played it for maybe, like, 20 hours. 50 about 50. 50. Okay. Yeah. But it was still pretty new and kind of going through updates then. And I don't think you played any events in the game until this current one, right? Mm, that's the thing. I don't really remember. I have that Nightseer legendary character, which I think I might have gotten you during. You bought that while we all while started we were... playing. Yeah. He was on sale for like 300 blood bonds and you said, I'm going to get him. Oh, I don't remember who I got ages ago, but there wasn't there wasn't as much going on in the game at that time people were all new to it uh i didn't really even understand the menu at that time because the menu is just so yeah the there's UI so much going could on definitely use a little bit of work i mean to be fair it's a fairly complicated game yeah i mean like i think like you said we were 20 hours in or something when we and that's after you already had 50 hours in the yeah. game or something where it's like we were realizing oh you can see them on the map <laughs> Yeah. We were still learning a lot of new things. There's definitely a little bit of a learning curve. And it doesn't help that the the training in the game doesn't really prepare you for any of that stuff. It doesn't teach you about loadouts. It doesn't teach you about the different gear. And mm-hmm. if anything, it incentivizes the wrong play style because the training has you as a single person going in with no no players just and it teaches you run and gun just yeah, fucking totally. blasting which right. is a good way to get yourself killed because most guns can be heard all the way across the map you know hmm. so if you've got if you're going for a clue someone else is going for the same clue then you are Given your position away. Like I said, with the audio, you can clearly hear what direction and maybe how far they are. And maybe they're already at the clue and they just camp there. They know you're coming towards them. They wait and then they just kill you when you get there. It's not really a game to kind of go full Rambo, you know? The reload speed on everything is pretty slow. They're old guns, right? Right. Think I... muskets and... um Revolvers. I mean, there's a few guns that have, I forget what it's called, but they're the swift variants that have those like clips that you can Mm. plug in like six bullets at once. There's like, there's like the chain pistols and then like the chain uh, pistols are super slow to reload though because it's individual bullets, right? The swift ones are the best for quick reloads. But if you're the type of person that reloads after every shot, they're also older types of guns and you. You know, if you shoot two shots and reload, you pull out that whole clip and those bullets are gone. They're gone. They're gone. Yeah. yeah. So it's like. Unless yeah. you're perked up. Unless you got that perk. Uh, that's only for certain variants. Though. I don't think that works with the uh, the Swift. I'm not sure, though. Really? That's another thing, though. Mm-hmm. With So you get traits when you level up, right? But not all, I mean, there's a learning curve to what traits are good, what, I mean, and it's, you know, you have to check maybe, does this perk work with this gun or something? It's not like, 
there's definitely a learning curve to all of these things and figuring out. It's not super out. intuitive. Yeah. I remember we had to Google something the other day. Just like, last night, dude. Just last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. I asked you, I'm like, what works with steady? Because I've got this trait. Mm. I got a legendary hunter that started with three traits. And I'm like, I want to kid him up to use the traits he already has. What works with this? Yeah. You know? And um, yeah, so... There's all this strategy to it. We've had some fun kind of, I think, figuring it out. But like I said, we are in an event now. So current event is Serpent Moon. And there have been 11 events so far over the last few years. I think this is the longest event, though. This is a two-month-long event. Wow. Which is pretty beefy. But uh, the first few events were mostly just cosmetic there weren't mm. really any unlocks or anything. It was like Halloween saw the um, the butcher, which is one of the four bosses. We've oh, got, is that when he came out? Well, no, it wasn't when he came out. The butcher, I think, was the very first boss in the game. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I we, and we him. have the butcher, mm. the spider, scrap beak, and the assassin. And each of them has their own unique traits. Scrap beak was the one added with that event I mentioned, which community unlocked certain rewards and unlocked scrap beak through doing the event. And that was the first more elaborate event. The first early events saw the butcher for Halloween having instead of the pig head, he had a jack-o'-lantern. Right. Right. So it's things like that. <laughs> or like in, and for Christmas, instead of finding Cash registers, you found presents. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's like small things like that. Yeah. And then um, As the Crow Flies, you know, was the uh, event that the community unlocked Scrap Beak, which is a cool, interesting boss. He loots. First of all, he's easier to find because there are crows all over the compound that he's in. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he's got... Looted all of the so there's no items in the surrounding area. You want ammo and stuff, it's not there. You want traps, they're not there. You can knock them out from him by using blunt weapons. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you but know, we always just blast him with with the uh, the sticky grenades. Yeah, and he's done. And then we're just like, okay, okay, I guess we're, we're just holding out here. <laughs> But yeah, anyway. Well, crows, that, crows do love shiny things. I wonder if he has all those crows bring him the guns. Then, We'd love to see a little clip of that. Yeah, just <laughs> the like they're event. carrying, a good, like five <laughs> of them carrying like an uh, uh, axe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, as the crow flies was one of the first more, <coughs> excuse me, one of the first yeah. more elaborate events, right, where you were doing these things. Then we saw Trader Moon, I think, is the previous event leading up to the current Serpent Moon event, mm. right, where you're you're doing things in the world, right? So for Serpent Moon, we're hunting snakes and banishing snakes. Other ones... So cool. Which is cool. It's a nice yeah. element because we're like, ah, oh, like, I really want those points just yeah. to get the unlocks and stuff because it feels good getting, like... The con I don't know, it feels cool fucking having that badass gun, you know, like, or that cool hunter, right, or whatever. Right. And it's interesting with this one, so we have an evolving legendary hunter where the further you progress, he gets a cooler outfit. Starts off as just like kind of a fanatic looking guy. Yeah, and then, and then goes deeper into his fanatic. It's like a wicker face mask yeah, and, and, and then a snake mask 
Yeah, yeah. so really so cool. cool. Goes hood, waker mask, snake mask. Yeah, but uh, really cool. Cold sun. And you have to pick up the snakes, get all these, banish the snakes at specific. Throw them in the fucking fire. fire. Yeah, get them in there. <laughs> That's yeah. where they belong. And I've <laughs> definitely killed myself numerous times just because I'm like snakes you know like i i get overly focused on this like meta game progression mm. that pulls me away from the, the the main goal which is just kill a bounty and get the fuck out of there alive you know yeah, yeah. so that's the thing and you still have the normal game which is banish these bosses each of which, as I said, is different. And then you still have to deal with the other players and the different enemies, of which there are seven different types of enemies that also have slight variations in them. And I think you've got, like, basic zombies, grunts, and then you have more boss-like kind of beefy guys. Oh, beef boy. Special, special, but yeah, the, the we have our own nicknames for them. But uh, we got the water boys, the water boys, and the and the we got hell boy, yeah, the the the, <laughs> the dog, the doggy boys. They're all mm. boys, even the 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 pregnant boys, <laughs> the hives, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the most dangerous now with the current update, they fixed the hives, so the AI like is super good now, and the. Before, it would just be a straight line of the hives. They broke the hives. Yeah, the hive was broken for a yeah. bit. It wouldn't even mess with you. You could just do a slight arc around to the hive itself yeah. and stab it, and it's done. Done, but yeah. now they really mess you up. Yeah. And you still have to <laughs> deal with aggressive. the hellhounds, which really mess you up. Uh, like four of them, can they cause bleeding damage. They jump back, so it's like you'll swing and then mace. And then be bleeding out. They're honestly the scariest thing in the game yeah. for me. Like the meatheads, the biggest one with the blind. cleaver. You know, they're not so bad. You can run, get away from those you guys. You can run up and get a clue real quick and get out without them doing anything yeah. to you. But they're the dogs. The dogs the will chase you. Oh my God. They're fast. Yeah. Yeah. And emulators can fuck you up because they explode with piercing damage. damage. Yeah. yeah. So pretty dangerous stuff it's cool though because you kind of have to think about that when you're setting your loadout yeah it's like yeah is there going to be someone on my team that can take out emulators someone you know maybe has like a knife or whatever usually i think at this point though it's just knuckles yeah knuckles are are just take the knuckles are good i've yeah. been actually going and avoiding them but that's a thing so when you're in a squad game is designed for duos but you can go in with trios and if you have a trio you can kind of balance each other's loadout. So it's like mm. if two of you have knuckles, you know, the third one can just have a bunch of trip mines or explosives or mm. all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. And that being said, there is fun and creative stuff you can do with everything. Like I got a kill with an alert trip mine last week. I put trip mines next to which shoot off fireworks oh, yeah, that notify smart. you that someone's coming in. It's like a decoy item, right? But mm. it's like it's an alert for you to like know there's someone over there. But fire sets off all explosives immediately, dude. Mm. I put it next to I'm an like explosive an barrel. Slick. Yeah, and, it, it, and oh. it blew up and killed them immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So there's creative stuff you can do. I mean, with just about every item in the game, there are interesting unique ways that you can find that might make mm -hmm. it kind of 
have a different use for you, you know? Like the fusées, which are um, like a light source, but they create flame. You could throw them, or the decoy fuses, mm. you, which are just meant to confuse enemies into thinking you threw dynamite in there. Because dynamite, you can only carry one. The decoy fuses, you it takes up one item slot. And you bring like four or five of them, oh. right? And you can just be like, dynamite and then they run out and they're like wait that wasn't dynamite yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but it's a great way to flush people sure. out of bushes and stuff absolutely the brush is just so dense sometimes yeah they think you threw an explosive yeah. they sprint out and then bam you pop them yeah. right in the face Ooh. right in the dick <laughs> but uh you're not very good with headshots <laughs> no i'm not but uh those Generate a flame source. You throw those on an explosive barrel, immediate explosion, mm. you know, or like you said, oil spill or something. Cause fire around it. Which fire is so important in the game, too, because uh, the whole burning out the hunters aspect of it, right? Right. So people want to revive their teammates, right? But if you toss a Molotov on them, which normally you'd think of it as like, you know, I'm using this to like kill that hunter. No, you're using that to stop the hunter from getting their teammate back up. Back up. Yeah. And you can burn out the corpse so that they can never come back. They lost their hunter forever. And again, worth of note, permadeath. You lose the hunter and all of the gear you bought for them hmm. or gear that you found, right? You go in with a legendary hunter and a legendary weapon you lose that shit. You have to buy it again. Mm. Yeah. You luck into a lot of that stuff. Especially for us, I don't buy blood bonds, you know. I don't buy them. I earn them and yeah. I'm gearing up for that gilded path, right? Mm. So, because that's got a lot of legendary event unlocks. Mm. So I just want to get the gilded path and get these event exclusive legendary. How much does that, does that cost? That one? It costs 1500 for the base. Ooh. Yeah, which is pricey, yeah. but you if you get to the max level, which is like 19 or 20, hmm. I think you get about 1,200 blood bonds. Oh, you would easily have 1,500 by then with the other stuff you yeah, play. Yeah, by the, well, so basically, <sighs> it's a, a two-month two period. You got plenty of time to go through this stuff. It's been on for, what, like maybe 10 days? Yeah, I got to say so, those levels don't go up quite as they fast do, as i thought yeah they, they don't go up super fast because yeah. it's hard to get the event tokens mm. um but if you keep playing over two months i think easy enough to get through that stuff mm. so i would say that you unlock i will be unlocking more blood bonds as i play and for having the gilded path it gives back blood bonds in mm. the the event uh what do you call that battle pass right Right. So, I mean, it's not called the Battle Pass, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> that will give back, I think, over a thousand. And for Sherry's Hunters, if you're high enough in the leaderboards, that also gives back hump, hump, like a Blood Bonds, not Hunt, dollars. Mm -hmm. So, I think it's worth it just to get a bunch of free gear, some cool cosmetic items, and oh, I'll definitely. get most of my blood bonds back anyways through the event. Mm. So I'm going to probably save up and get that. You're selling it. Hell yeah. <laughs> but again, to be fair, I already almost have 
enough blood bonds. I can see people incentivizing, maybe spending money. And a lot of fans of the game are like, whenever I see DLC reviews, they're like, yeah, Crytek, take my money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fry meme. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, shut up and take my money. Yeah, so it's like interesting to see fans so supportive. I think it's kind of developed a little bit of a cult following, and it's Mm. really kind of a niche game, you know? It's not... It's not really anything else quite like it out there. A Western shooter, you know? There are not a lot of Western games in general, you know? I mean, I can think of a few off the top of my head. Red Dead Redemption, Qual of of Juarez. Of of Judy. Yeah, Call of Juarez. (laughs) Gunslinger's a great game. Westerado, which I'm sure plenty of people don't know. But there's not Mm. a lot. Not a lot of Western games, right? Hardware. Recently, maybe a few more, like, strategy games have come out, like Weird West, stuff like that. That's, like, kind of CRPG stuff. What's that top-down one? That's Weird West. Oh, that's Weird West? Hard West is also top-down. But Hard West is, like, a tactics game, I think. Mm. Weird West is, like... CRPG immersive sim type stuff. Kind of look like Diablo. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. that's weird West with like mm. werewolves and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Okay. But um I mean I like that. I like the whole thing and then the the guns, the whole old school gun style definitely different. And then just the looter like extraction shooter thing going on is unique. So I don't see like a you know it's it's not as accessible as, say, Call of Duty or something. But it has mm. developed a decent following. I mean, it's got it's like 40. It's gro- it started to grow more recently. Yeah, they I'm hit seeing it like, all over YouTube. Yeah, it's hit now. like 40,000 concurrent players, I think, or close to that, 38 or that something. That must be three or four times Battlefield 24, too. Yeah. <laughs> At the moment. Yeah. So anyways, it's doing well. It's growing. And I think that's part of the reason, you know, I wanted to record this podcast mm. is a, I, I want more people to play. Yeah. And um, also just to put news out there about it for people, because not, it's still, it's growing, but it's not like a lot of these other games that are more mainstream that a lot of people know sure. just know about you know anyone knows assassin's creed if you mention it right call of duty battlefield even about the most recent battlefield was shit you know on release everybody knows about it plenty of people bought it you know and i think a lot of people are kind of like me where it was like oh yeah i mean i was following hunt before it came out i thought this looks really fucking dope Yeah. yeah and then i i got it maybe like Three, four years after release, you know? Mm. So, I I mean, I think if you're thinking about it, just get it. And it's on sale 50% off right now and very frequently. And $20 is well worth it. I'm at like 150 hours now and I'm still playing. $60 for far worse games. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, $20 is a steal, I think. So, very cool game. A lot of fun, and it's growing. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I'm still learning new stuff about it. I still find it engaging. I still enjoy it even when I'm losing, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's exciting. I'm like, oh, well, I lost, and that was a big loss. Because it's what you want to do. You want to have fun and be happy playing that game. Yeah. And if you're not doing that all of the time with that game, then, yeah, you're... 
like I play Rust because I'm a masochist, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but Hunt is another vibe from that. You know, for sure. Yeah. I mean, even in Hunt, I'm like, I lost, but that was fair and that was exciting as fuck, you know? And I feel like I walk away with stories, you know, that I'm like, that was cool as shit. Like, yeah, I've called my girlfriend over and been like, oh, check this check out. This out. And she's yeah. like, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. And she's like, I like other things you like, but like, stop talking to me about this. And I'm just like, all right. And, and on that note, I have got a decent group of us together playing. Dude, you've you know, got like four more people recently already yeah, on this. It's crazy. So like it, it's even in our social circle of immediate friends. And I think more people should get on it because it's one of the coolest multiplayer experiences out there. Hmm. Yeah. So totally agree. on that note, is there anything else that you want to share about it? Um, you know, any interesting stories you want to talk about? Any hunt stuff that you just think is dope oh man dope hunt stuff dope hunt stuff like everything like getting your Jeez. your your crossbow bolt stuck in a horse's butt oh man you really you really <laughs> mess those extract horses up i feel so bad for them i think everybody just loads them up at the end in celebration yeah they're invincible yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, if one day they change that and the horses can die, yeah. I feel so bad. Uh, for sure. <laughs> but, like, if the horses can die, how are we getting out of there? Dude, I'm putting you in the reins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ghost horse. Yeah. <laughs> Whipping you all the way back oh, to Louisiana. Cool. I can do it. Yeah. 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 So, anything else? Oh, man. I don't know. I've just had such a good time playing it, you know, and uh, even better time playing with friends, you know, uh, Definitely, I. it's one of the games, one of the best games I've played, just because I don't nerd rage at it, you know? Yeah. Which, uh, you know, when I was like 13, I threw my GameCube controller across the room playing Soul Calibur. Absolutely. So that, that says a little bit about me. I mean, maybe it's helped you grow up a little. But again, like I said, <laughs> you know, I think that it really teaches that you have to accept loss because it's going to happen yeah, eventually. Totally. So, I mean, you Good get lessons. to a point where you are just like, well, this is fun and that loss is part of the experience. Mm. So you just yeah. kind of at sometimes embrace it where you're just like, fuck it, fuck I'm it. blasting. Yeah. I know everybody's going to know, but... This is a legendary gun, and I don't even have it, like, that gun type mm. unlocked yet. I want to fuck around with this gun. Yeah. So I'm just killing I'm just a going meathead, going, going to town in. with the, the big beefy boys and having fun. Because, like, sometimes you just want to... Man, you know, you know what I'm, I'm really anticipating is having a conversation with another squad. Because that's sure. one thing that we haven't done yet, which you can talk to people in the game. You know, you can when you get close enough. Uh, even at the end of the game, you said it shows, like, who you heard on mic sure. or whatever, even if it was, like, a little thing. And for a while when we started, we were using in-game chat because I really wanted to experience yeah. something like that. I've heard people making bargains, you know, like, we're yeah, going to come yeah, in and exactly. kill you or we can split the bounty and the people being like, okay, we'll take one and just leave us in peace. Yeah, know? that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, I think that that is really cool and you have the proximity, you know, the, the bubble. proximity bubble, right, for how far your audio carries. So it's like you have to think about 
are there people near me? Am I going to give away my position if I'm talking? So, I mean, it's a whole other layer to it. And recently, just because I guess it's just more smooth and easier, we've been communicating on Steam and then mm. using in-game chat occasionally to just try to reach out to other people. But a lot of the time, it just doesn't work out that way. Mm. It is fun to occasionally try matching up with randoms and finding someone, and then you use in-game chat. And that yeah. can be cool, but it's more fun playing with your buddies, you know, that yeah, like you have a, a rapport with and you know. Totally. Yeah. When I mean, if I'm just like, what a boys, they're going to yeah. be like, what? But you get, you speak, we speak the same language. Yeah, we, yeah. We've developed our own like hunt jargon. Yeah. 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 Shout yeah. out to a uh, bunny. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, anyways, on that note, um everybody should get on Hunt Showdown and join us in the bayou. And it's been great talking to you about Hunt. Are you playing yeah, anything man. else much right now? Honestly, I mentioned Battlefield 2042 a few times because I heard it was getting a bit better and I wanted to check that out. And you it's did. been half off. I did it. I bought it. And? Yeah. Actually, pretty good. But they man, fixed it up? Yeah, they fixed it up. I haven't seen a lot of bugs. But the thing is, you play the game enough, and then you realize all those good parts about Hunt, the heftiness to Hunt. Right. A hefty, hefty Hunt. I mean, Hunt's got its claws in us deep. It's hard to go yeah. over to other stuff. Oh, yeah. And then you recently bought me Rust... And we've been going on that, and we do need to get back to that. But that is a whole other level of punishment. Like you said, you're a bit of a masochist. I mean, yeah. like, I can't... It took me hours just to get into the game. Oh, figuring yeah. out servers and stuff like that. Playing from China has not been the smoothest experience. Sure. Uh, now that I'm back on an accelerator, maybe we can give that a go and see how that works out, if that helps out with it. Yeah, but, I think um, it helped me. Yeah, Chio. but I mean, then getting into servers, putting in the work, and then finding out that it's been wiped like a day after we've put in the work. Oh, like put that. in so much work. Yeah, too. so it's like, what a I mean, you asked me, you're like, come on, join me. I've been going. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, wait, it's going to like be wiped tomorrow. And I'm oh. like, you know what? No. no. And then you were like, don't make me feel feel bad and i'm like i'm not trying to make you feel bad i just i don't i don't want to do it again i yeah, can't like, feel this pain yeah, again like i just want to put in like a solid week at yeah. least before it gets wiped you yeah. know so but that's a really unique interesting experience yeah and then i got you the forest which when we have time eventually yeah we'll gonna, hit that I, up. I will go back to that and i'm looking for i've been to having that. my friend ryan tell me about we played a little bit of hunt with he, him and he's been telling me about that game for it's a years. great game. Yeah, Always so we'll get it. into that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me recently, also I, with the advanced edition update for Into the Breach, I went back to Into the Breach. Oh, Such yeah, cool. a good game. And that made me want to go back and play um, FTL. So I went deep oh. in FTL. And then Ashton also got me a game recently, and I've been going hard at oh, good uh, kid. Across the Obelisk, which is like kind of like Slay the Spire, but you have it's Slay the Spire with more RPG elements and just more all kinds of story events and all kinds Sweet. of things. And the interesting thing about it is that it's got four heroes, each with their own deck. And you can play co-op where 
four players can control each hero. So Ashton and I have been playing co-op in that game, and that's been really cool, dude. Just like really, yeah, okay. doing a deck building roguelike oh. RPG. You know, it's I don't know. It's like we play Munchkin and stuff, right? It's fun to yeah, get yeah, into yeah. that like card game mindset, you know, with other people. So oh, absolutely. it's been really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta have you over to play Root sometime. Sure. That board game, yeah. Sure. Yeah, similar similar vibes. Look forward to it. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much, Joe, for joining the podcast. Cool. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, my pleasure. It was great talking about Hunt Showdown today. And if you enjoy the China Gaming Federation podcast, you can listen to more episodes on your favorite streaming or podcast service. Or find us on our website, chinagaming.org. Take it easy. Bye.